0: Hello, and welcome to Industry Elites. On this podcast, Industry Elites' very own Natalie and Vicky are going to be interviewing business owners and individuals who have made their mark in their respective industries. Lindsay Guion is the founder, CEO, and chairman of Guion Partners. With over 20
1: years of experience in the music industry, founder, CEO, and chairman of Guion Partners,
0: Lindsey Guion, brings a
1: unique understanding to music and technology.
0: His management counseling firm works with high-profile clients in areas of technology, media, entertainment, and sports. Having studied in both Georgetown and Harvard, Lindsay Guion believes in staying current with technology as it relates to the entertainment industry. He brings
1: problem-solving skills, focus, and confidence that's required for clients to make the best possible
0: decisions. Also, Lindsey Gion started the Bessie Smith Scholarship Program to help give back to students, while also paying homage to the Empress of Blues as Bessie Smith was one of the greatest classic blues singers of the 1920s. Welcome to this episode of Industry Leads. We're really excited to have Lindsay Yeon joining us for another episode this week. We're going to be catching up with Lindsay and talking about how the music industry has adjusted to the new norms of COVID-19, while also talking about the scholarship program, the Bessie Smith Scholarship, and discussing the potential Grammy nomination for therapy short film. So, Lindsay, thanks for coming on today.
2: Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing out there?
0: We're surviving. No snow yet. I mean it's always good for us. Vicky, are you surviving? Yeah, knock on
1: wood, no snow yet. But you know, October <laughs> for us is a toss-up month. It could happen.
2: But is it cold yet?
1: It's um it's, it's about chilly. yeah, it's about sixty degrees for us okay.
2: right now. Well so it's about it's... it's about eighty-two degrees where I'm at. wow wow
0: very jealous
1: yeah (laughs) slightly Uh, offended yes
2: (laughs) some are like
1: oh my goodness
2: yes
0: definitely uh, way better than here. But Lindsay, let's just hop right into it. So we obviously chatted with you a few months ago, and I think it was really just at the start of COVID-19 rolling into the quarantine and everybody being at home. So how are things looking now? Is the business back as usual? Or do you think there's really been a change due to what we all just kind of went through?
2: Well, I don't think it's going to be business as usual anymore. I think we're kind of past that. I believe we are starting to reinvent ourselves. And my industry has pretty much gotten to its normalcy with respect to entrepreneurship because i see the direction of the businesses in the entertainment industry going towards people having their own businesses people starting their own businesses people reinventing themselves discovering themselves uh, self-care and on the other side of that you're working for yourself which I feel like I'm doing now. I I guess I am working for myself. So, yeah, I get to control the time. I I get to give a little more hustle. It's more of 18 hours a day. It's more trying to balance work and personal life. It's trying to not get distracted because you're working from home. I have an office in my home, but I still find that I get distracted because I'm used to being at home and... Being able to do what I want to do, answer the calls or answer a knock at the door or watch something on TV. So I have to kind of discipline myself to do that. That's the challenge for me now, but it's working out pretty well. I'm happy to be in this space.
0: Yeah, it definitely That's has it. its positives and its negatives. I think we've all seen, v- Vicki and myself as well, that working from home is super challenging. Like there's so many things that you're really trying to get that balance and at the same point want to ensure that you're being as efficient as possible. So it's tough, I would say. Same for you, Vicki, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I find just kind of because my office is now my living room, I find that if it's slightly messy or if i have dishes to do that's kind of all i can think about so you really do have to kind of work hard to switch that up for yourself and make sure that you're not getting distracted so just kind of pivoting a bit last time you're on the podcast we were discussing therapy and the short film surrounding that so what are the next steps for you in therapy and is there any known delays with it because of covid
2: I'm going to go backwards and then I'm going to move forward with your question. So with respect to working from home, I kind of switched that up a little bit. And now I'm working remotely or remote working. And I'm remote working on therapy still. I mean, we're still moving forward with therapy. The only difference is we're not at the film festivals. We are on a world tour with therapy and we were crossing the globe with the film fest on the film festival circuit and the music festival circuit yeah. but those things are not happening at least until 21 or 22 2021 or 22 so what we're doing now first of all we're up for three grammys with therapy we're up for album of the year for the soundtrack which kind of surprised me that that happened but it That's it so
0: exciting.
2: Thank you. We're also up for R&B, best progressive R&B album. And then we're up for album, best music film album. So we're we're starting to market and promote in that direction, but we also pivoted just a little bit with respect to therapy, the film, Mm -hmm. or the short film, because now we're calling it a visual album. And as a visual album, we're pretty much marketing and promoting the audio side and the visual side of therapy. We have videos for each song, just like Beyonce did with Lemonade, just like Beyonce did with her most current album. We kind of took a page out of her book and started marketing and promoting therapy in that way. And subsequently, someone recognized that this is a very creative... At at the Recording Academy, someone recognized that this is a very creative project. And we're able to market this in short film. We're able to market it on visual album and as an audio album. So subsequently, we're up for three awards. Hopefully, we will be able to get back to the film festival and the music festivals. But while we're on those circuits... We cannot release therapy or stream therapy, the film. However, we were able to stream the visual album, which is now streaming on YouTube and YouTube Music and YouTube Premium, all the YouTube platforms.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Well, so it's still, there still is movement. And like you said, there's still progression there, but I am sure it's a little bit sad that everything is a bit late, especially with something so exciting coming out and the potential Grammy nominations as well. So, when it comes to the Grammy nominations and and getting nominated and potentially winning, is that something that they're looking at doing for like a virtual sense, like how they just did with the other award show that just happened?
2: Yeah, I think you nailed it with that one. I think and point of reference would be the BT award. Yeah, that was a virtual experience. And to me, it was a great experience. I mean, it was it was the, it was entertainment at the highest quality. And you can tell they really they were really diligent and plan and they're planning for that event. So I don't see the recording academy doing it any differently. In fact, I'm I'm ready and up for the challenge if it happens that way. You know, I can celebrate at home. I can invite a few people over, and we can just have, <laughs> make it a party. You know, so and in the event that we are we don't come out as winners for the Grammys, just being a part of that Grammy experience, just being a contender, just being nominated, it was just a great experience to be a part of that, and it and enabled us to cross market our product as well, so more people know. What therapy is?
0: Oh, definitely, and obviously, there's just that there's own congratulations in the fact that you guys were nominated because there's so many people who don't even have that nomination piece of things who have created projects. So the fact that you can say that is still an amazing accomplishment for sure.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if the uh, listeners know how the process works, but your your project has to be submitted to the Recording Academy. Okay, and they will put you into categories and uh, you know it's really no surprise that we were in consideration but just have album of the year was just mind-blowing I didn't see that coming so I appreciate the Recording Academy looking at Grammy as a part of that elite group
1: yeah that sounds like a super exciting experience and kind of I'm sure you're really proud as well as you as the team do you feel with kind of the excitement that you're having at the moment do you think that education and music would connect with each other to get more people kind of involved in the industry
2: absolutely you know we did something different this year we started a scholarship program called the betsy smith scholarship program and we noticed that the students the younger generations were they were engaged in what we were doing in the music industry and and with respect to Bessie Smith. I was surprised they knew what that was, but the younger folks kind of did their research and knew what Bessie was about and wanted to be a part of the experience. And we got almost a hundred applications and my team, we're reading through them now. Hopefully in the next week or so, we will have a top 10. And once we receive that top 10, we're going back to the estate and to the family of Bessie Smith. And they're going to help us pick the winner of the Bessie Smith scholarship program, which is something we're we're going to do annually. And we definitely want to get the word out. We want to get the word out regarding education. We want to get the word out regarding music and its creativity and how it's therapy to some folks and how music is an expression. So we're working on all those things. This was kind of an experiment, and it's something that we decided to continue for years to come.
1: That's super exciting. So you mentioned the scholarship there. Why don't you kind of tell our listeners a bit about the scholarship, and why didn't you choose the name, like, Lindsay Gion for the scholarship? Why did you pick Bessie Smith, for example?
2: Good question. Well, this is our way of paying homage to the Empress of the Blues. We picked the name Bessie Smith, because if there wasn't a Bessie Smith, there probably wouldn't be a Beyonce. There probably wouldn't be rock and roll. There probably wouldn't be R&B. Race music-wise, she was the first race singer to be on the radio in the 1920s. She was signed to the Sony Music, which is back then was called Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS, and also called Columbia Records. So She kind of saved Columbia Records for going under with her music being so popular during that time period. So we wanted to pay homage to her and that is a part of our history and we just don't want it to be forgotten. I just felt like we needed to pay homage to our Black history. And this Black history is everybody's history because this is involving music and this is one of the most popular music properties in the world if you go back and uh do your research and we we wanted to do something creative you know and this is a a a creative scholarship i'm certain there are other scholarships out there but we kind of wanted to focus on create creativity
0: i think creativity is definitely something to really put some value into, because I feel like a lot of times some scholarships that you see where it's solely based on the grades, right? And not everybody is going to get that 95 percentile. Not everyone's going to get that 98 percentile in terms of their overall grade average, but knowing that like you have someone who's passionate about something and they really have a certain direction of where they want to go and they want to be able to have the funds to do that. And it's so great that someone like yourself is being able to put a scholarship together that put so much value in something that typically maybe some people wouldn't do right like it's not I don't think the average known thing to base a scholarship based on the musical side of things or the artistic side of things so I think it's definitely something that's really inspiring
2: again you know I wanted to just to be about creativity because creativity is a phenomenal whereabouts of something new Mm -hmm. and something valuable in the form And I think that's very important to have that mindset. And that's what I'm looking for, that mindset in some of the applications. I'm looking for the passion. I'm looking to see if there's any support. And I feel like if I just looked at the top 10, I may miss that person. It may take a little more time to go through 85, 89 applications, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm up for the challenge. I may gain something from it.
1: Oh, definitely. That's fair. Um, just for our listeners to know, what did students have to do to apply? Like, what, what exactly do you have to read for this? Was it an essay? Was it a kind of a question?
2: Yeah, there was a minimum 500-word essay that was required, and they just basically had to apply. They had to be a part, be a part of a university or a college, and they had to write this 500-plus-word essay. And that's that's, that's about it. And this is for North America, which embodies Canada and the United States.
1: Fair enough. With that, then, would you say that it's really important kind of for you as a person to not only give back to the community, but to kind of help give back to potential kind of music students?
2: Absolutely. I feel that it is my responsibility to give back to community. And this is one way of doing it. And I feel like that we have a responsibility to reach back to the younger generation. And that's why we wanted to do a scholarship program for college. Maybe next year we will have seniors in high school because we know that they are heading to college. Mm -hmm. But this year it was just mainly for the college and the universities
0: that's definitely something to take a look at because even those students who are thinking of going to college or have a, an outline of their college or university they're going to, they still have some goals and have some dreams that they're looking towards. And that is still expensive, especially when you're going from the jump of these high school students to these university and college. The expenses are are quite a bit and they're obviously gaining to be more expensive as, uh, as the times are going on. So is there any advice you'd have th- For students who are starting out, they're in college or university and have dreams or aspirations in the music business. Is there any advice you could give them to kind of get them through these hard days?
2: Yeah, I would say they should try to attach themselves to a mentor. That's what got me through those hard days. That's what gave me hope. That's what gave me encouragement. That's what gave me passion. That's what gave me direction. I kept my eye on the prize, I stayed focused because I had someone there to help me do that, help guide me through Without that, I probably would be lost, probably wouldn't have achieved my goal as fast as I got. It helped me avoid the pitfalls, it helped me avoid the mistakes. I do remember my days back in college where as I struggled for every penny I got. I mean, I remember times where I will have my car on campus and I needed to decide whether I wanted to put this money in the gas tank or buy food. I remember having a car that required premium gasoline, and I had to decide whether I wanted to put the premium in or put the regular in. I'm hoping that we can uh, relieve some of that stress by helping with this scholarship program. Even the small things matter, even to know that someone believed in you enough to provide a scholarship opportunity for you. And you worked for it. You wrote that essay. You applied for that scholarship. So it was worth every penny to me to, to provide the funds for that scholarship program.
1: That's fair. And it sounds like a lot of struggles, too, that college and university students go through you mentioned someone should kind of find and attach themselves to a mentor how do you think someone would go about finding a mentor is there kind of programs people could look for or just kind of finding an individual and be as honest as asking
2: yeah I would just ask in my case I didn't have to ask I was on a plane heading to Los Angeles and I sat next to an entertainment attorney and he Talk to me. He talked to me the entire time. I was trying to get on the plane and get some sleep, but I listened. I was open. He And then I asked him what he did. He was an entertainment attorney. He represents oh, wow. some of the major R&B artists like Babyface, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis. If you guys remember that, those were way back in the day. Artists, Tony Braxton, TLC. Nice. So when we got off the plane, he gave me his card and he said... If you ever think about getting into the music business, look me up. And three days later, I was at his office, and I sat down with him, and I told him what I was interested in, and he helped me navigate. Sometimes you just have to ask, and I did that. And we were able to kick down the doors, and he was able to introduce me to folks and network. And I ended up working at the firm, the law firm, as a consultant, because this was a prestigious law firm in Beverly Hills, California. And at the time, hip-hop was evolving. None of these lawyers knew how to communicate with the street. They couldn't communicate with the talent. So they kind of brought me in as a consultant to help them navigate those streets in hip-hop and R&B. Sometimes you can help them as much as them helping you. So you just simply have to reach out and ask.
0: I think there's nothing wrong with asking, but I have to say one thing. That is a great spot that you got on that plane that day.
2: <laughs> it was in the back of the plane front of the toilet. Um, oh, wow. so, so not so, a good so. seat,
0: but I mean, like in the end of it, in the long run, it was a good seat. At the time, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, I get stuck in this seat right here. And the yeah. guy won't stop talking to
2: me. <laughs> and I was a little frustrated because he was just talking to me. And I'm glad he did, you know. Sometimes the universe will do for you what you can't do for yourself, and that's what happened here.
0: I like that. Well, that's definitely something for our listeners to take some stock in because clearly, like you said, it, it had worked for you and the success that you've achieved since then by those people helping you out in the beginning, and you obviously were able to provide them that benefit back as well is essentially really Really beneficial. So any last words that you have maybe for our listeners before we close out today?
2: Yeah, I would just say, stay creative, stay hopeful, stay in courage, believe in yourself. Don't stop. Won't stop. Never quit because it's not going to happen when you want it to happen. It's going to happen at the due season. So you just have to prepare for the opportunity and it, it will come. I don't know how many out, of you out there are religious in any way but trust God's timing. Again, it's not going to happen when you want to, but if you trust that and have faith, you will be okay.
0: I think that's a great ending and it's really going to be beneficial for people to hear that sometimes because I think people do need to hear that, especially in the crazy times that we live in now. That's definitely going to be comforting as well. So. Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on. And like you said, we'll definitely have you on again. We'll hear some updates in regards to the Grammys, see where things are for you musically and in the world of business. But thank you for coming on.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Take care.